Welcome to Did You Hear About This? A podcast created to get you the news you may have missed. News that affects our lives and our future, national and local stories from reliable AP Newswire sources, environmental news based on scientific studies and facts, congressional resolutions, documents from the Senate, and other important government legislation. All you need to do is listen to be informed. In the United States Congress on July 16, 2019, the House Judicial Committee submitted Resolution 489 condemning President Trump's racist comments directed at members of Congress. It was sponsored by Representative Tom Malinkowski from New Jersey. The content reads as follows. Whereas the founders conceived America as a haven of refuge for people fleeing from religious and political persecution, and Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton, and James Madison all emphasized that the nation gained as it attracted new people in search of freedom and livelihood for their families. Whereas the Declaration of Independence defined America as a covenant based on equality, the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and government by the consent of the people. Whereas Benjamin Franklin said at the Constitutional Convention, when foreigners, after looking about for some other country in which they can obtain more happiness, give preference to ours, it is proof of attachment which ought to excite our confidence and affection. Whereas President Franklin D. Roosevelt said, remember, remember always that all of us, especially you and I, are descended from immigrants and revolutionists. Whereas immigration of people from all over the earth has defined every stage of American history and propelled our social, economic, political, scientific, cultural, artistic, and technological process as a people, and all Americans except for descendants of native people and enslaved African Americans are immigrants or descendants of immigrants. Whereas the commitment to immigration and asylum has not been a partisan cause, but a powerful national value that has infused the work of many presidents. Whereas American patriotism is defined not by race or ethnicity, but by devotion to the constitutional ideals of equality, liberty, inclusion, and democracy, and by service to our communities and to the struggle for the common good. Whereas President John F. Kennedy, whose family came to the United States from Ireland, stated in his 1958 book, A Nation of Immigrants, that, quote, the contribution of immigrants can be seen in every aspect of our national life. We see it in religion, in politics, in business, in the arts, education, and even in athletics and entertainment. There is no part of our nation that has not been touched by our immigrant background. Everywhere, immigrants have enriched and strengthened the fabric of American life. Whereas President Ronald Reagan, in his last speech as president, conveyed an observation about a country which I love. Whereas President Reagan observed 
The torch of Lady Liberty symbolizes our freedom and represents our heritage, the contract with our parents, our grandparents, and our ancestors. And it is the Statue of Liberty and its values that give us our great and special place in the world. Whereas other countries may seek to compete with us, but in one vital area as a beacon of freedom and opportunity that draws the people of the world to our country on earth, no other country on earth comes close. Whereas it is the great life force of each generation of new Americans that guarantees that Americans shall triumph and continue unsurpassed through the 21st century and beyond and is part of the magical intoxicating power of America. Whereas this is one of the most important sources of America's greatness, we lead the world because unique among nations, we draw our people, our strength, from every country and every corner of the world. And by doing so, we continuously renew and enrich our nation. Whereas, thanks to each wave of new arrivals to this land of opportunity, we're a nation forever young, forever bursting with energy and new ideas, and always on the cutting edge, always leading the world to the next frontier. Whereas this openness is vital to our future as a nation, and if we ever close the door to new Americans, our leadership in the world will soon be lost. And whereas President Donald Trump's racist comments have legitimized fear and hatred of new Americans and people of color, now, therefore, be it resolved that the House of Representatives believes that immigrants and other descendants have made America stronger and that those who take the oath of citizenship are every bit as American as those families who have lived in the United States for generations. It is also committed to keeping America open to those lawfully seeking refuge and asylum from violence and oppression and those who are willing to work hard to live the American dream, no matter their race, ethnicity, or country of origin. And we strongly condemn President Donald Trump's racist comments that have legitimized and increased fear and hatred of new Americans and people of color by saying that our fellow Americans who are immigrants and those who may look to the president to be immigrants should, quote, go back to their countries by referring to immigrants and asylum seekers as invaders and by saying that members of Congress who are immigrants or those of our colleagues who are wrongly assumed to be immigrants do not belong in Congress or in the United States of America. This was attested to and voted on, agreed upon by congressional vote also on July 16, 2019. From the Washington Post, July 19, 2019. Trump vows Congresswomen can't get away with criticizing the U.S. Byline John Wagner and Colby Itkowitz. President 
Trump broadly declared Friday that no one should criticize the United States while he is president, part of a renewed attack on four minority congresswomen whom he has targeted as un-American. Trump also praised his supporters who chanted at a rally, send her back, a refrain directed at one of the lawmakers, Somali-born Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. The president called the campaign crowd incredible patriots, only a day after saying he disagreed with the chant. Trump's shift on Friday was reminiscent of how he responded to the deadly clash between white nationalists and protesters in Charlottesville in August of 2017. He initially denounced the bigotry and hatred, then issued a stronger statement calling the racism practiced by hate groups evil. But the next day, he spoke of very fine people on both sides. His comments Friday capped a tumultuous week when Trump tweeted that the four women should go back to the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. He repeatedly defended his words despite widespread criticism that his remarks were racist and divisive. In a rare rebuke, the House voted to condemn his racist tweets about the four lawmakers. Trump said Friday that criticism of the United States is unacceptable and that the four congresswomen can't get away with it. I can tell you this. You can't talk that way about our country, not when I'm the president, he told reporters outside the White House. Every American has the right of free speech under the First Amendment of the Constitution, a reporter pointed out, and the president acknowledged that. We have First Amendment rights also. We can say what we want, Trump said. It was unclear who he was referring to as we. The four Democrats, Omar and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, and Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, have warned that the country has taken a wrong turn with the Trump administration policies, most notably those on immigration and climate change. Trump, in his inaugural address, spoke of American carnage, describing empty factories like tombstones across the landscape, and separately has talked about China outpacing the United States. His 2016 campaign slogan was Make America Great Again, as if it already weren't. At the rally on Wednesday, Trump supporters chanted, Send her back, while the president recounted several of Omar's comments, mischaracterizing some of them, and lashed out at her for her opposition to the Israeli government. The next day, Trump said he didn't condone that chant, but by Friday morning, he was back on the attack. He assailed the media for its coverage of the episode and hailed the crowd at the North Carolina rally. He said, Those are incredible people. Those are incredible patriots, the president said during an oval office event at which he again attacked Omar. She's lucky to be where she is, let me tell you, he said, and the things that she has said are a disgrace to our country. Ask about his unhappiness with the rally chant, Trump said,
You know what I'm unhappy with? I'm unhappy with the fact that a congresswoman can hate our country. I'm unhappy with the fact that congresswoman can say anti-Semitic things. Trump has provided no evidence that Omar has ever said that she hates the United States. Earlier this week, she said, I probably love this country more than anyone that is naturally born. In tweets earlier Friday, Trump characterized media coverage of his rally in Greenville, North Carolina, as crazed and complained that the media was totally calm and accepting of what he said were vile and disgusting statements made by Omar and the three other minority congresswomen who he has repeatedly criticized in recent days. Trump also complained that the media covered the return of Omar to her home late Thursday. She was greeted at the airport at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport by a crowd chanting, Welcome home, Elon. (coughs) The president has taken repeated aim at the four since Sunday, when his go-back tweet caused an uproar, decried by Democrats and a few Republicans. Besides Omar... The three other lawmakers were born in the United States. Omar was born in Somalia and became a U.S. citizen in the year 2000. Much of Trump's criticism of Omar has focused on remarks she has made about Israel. Earlier this year, she tweeted that support for Israel among members of Congress was all about the Benjamins, a reference to $100 bills. In February, she apologized for her comment, saying in a statement, Anti-Semitism is real, and I am grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. My intention is to never offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. She also clarified that in general, her remarks were aimed at criticizing the Israeli government, not the Jewish people. Trump has also falsely accused Omar of praising terrorist group Al-Qaeda. Speaking to reporters Friday afternoon, he claimed that the congresswomen have talked about evil Jews, which they haven't, and inaccurately said Ocasio-Cortez had called America garbage, when she was actually talking about not settling for the incremental policies that were 10% better than garbage. Reporters asked Trump if he believed that the send-her-back chant was racist. No. You know what's racist to me? When somebody goes out and says horrible things about our country, the people of our country that are anti-Semitic, who hate everybody, who speak with corn and hate, Trump said. We're looking at dealing with people who hate our country. During an event Thursday in the Oval Office, Trump told reporters that he did not agree with the chant, send her back, and felt a little bit badly about it. He also had claimed to move off the chant by starting to speak against it very quickly, even though he paused for a full 13 seconds until the chant died down on its own. Kaylee McEnany, a spokesperson for the Trump's re-election campaign, told CSNBC on Thursday that Trump couldn't really hear what was going on, 
when the crowd started to chant. Trump's decision to try to distance himself from the chant came after a flurry of GOP lawmakers publicly condemned it, even while being careful not to denounce Trump directly. On Friday, Trump dismissed reports that First Lady Melania and daughter Ivanka had advised him to condemn the racist chant. False information. It was fake news, he said. In his tweets Friday, Trump predicted that he would win Minnesota next year, saying voters there can't stand Omar and her hatred for the country. In 2016, Democrat Hillary Clinton carried Minnesota by less than two percentage points. Later Friday morning, Trump retweeted several of his tweets from earlier this week in which he was critical of Omar and the other minority lawmakers, including one which he said it was sad to see the Democrats sticking up for people who speak so badly of our country and who, in addition, hate Israel with a true and unbridled passion. Former First Lady Michelle Obama weighed in on Twitter. What truly makes our country great is its diversity. I've seen that beauty in so many ways over the years, she wrote. Whether we are born here or seek refuge here, there's a place for us all. We must remember it's not my America or your America, it's our America. Ocasio-Cortez, meanwhile, on Friday, tweeted footage of Omar's greeting at the airport as she returned to Minnesota the night before. This is your land. This is my land. This land was made for you and me, Ocasio-Cortez wrote, adding the hashtag, I stand with Ilhan. In remarks at the airport, Omar pledged to continue to be Trump's nightmare. When I said I was the president's nightmare, well, you're watching it now, she said, because his nightmare is seeing a Somali immigrant refugee rise to Congress.